Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Ballot counting drags on into the fourth day in Arizona and Nevada. Republicans are inching closer to claiming victory in the House, but it's down to the wire as to which party will take the Senate. NTD's Melina Wisecup has some updates for us. Melina, please tell us what's the latest. Yes, yeah, Steve, so according to the latest results, Republicans are still holding strong in the House. They've secured 211 seats compared to Democrats 196. So Republicans just need to gain seven more seats in order to take control of the chamber. Now, that's still a very small margin of control for the House, but the margin is even smaller for the Senate. There are three outstanding races in the Senate right now, and Republicans would need to win two of those three races in order to gain control of that chamber. Now, we know these races are in Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. Georgia, of course, is going to a runoff election. Arizona still has hundreds of thousands of ballots left to count. And for Nevada, their most populous county still has around 50,000 ballots left to count as of today. And Nevada is still accepting mail-in ballots. So we may not know the results for these key races until sometime next week, but hopefully we'll know a bit sooner. Steve? So, Melina, it's looking like Democrats may win the seat in Arizona. Uh, what does this indicate about how the balance of power is looking like in the Senate? And should we expect to see any recounts in any of these states? Yes, yeah, Steve, so that's definitely a possibility. According to Arizona's law, if the margin between the two candidates is, point is less than 0.5%, then they will have to have an automatic recount. But that's not looking like it's the case, according to the latest data. The difference between Kelly and Masters is much larger than that. It's around five percentage points. Um, but the margin is much closer in the state of Nevada. The difference between the two candidates, according to the latest data, is about less than a percentage point. Um, in this state, Nevada does not require an automatic recount, but candidates can request it. So that's definitely a possibility. And Nevada is definitely a key race we do want to be looking at as far as which direction the balance of power is headed. And I say that because as we see from the latest results, and like you mentioned, Arizona is leaning more in Democrats' favor. Now, if Democrats do take Arizona and they do win Nevada, then Republicans don't have any chance of taking control of the Senate. But if Republicans do win the state of Nevada, then we will only be looking at the state of Georgia and we will that will become a nail biter race because we will have to wait until the December runoff to find out which party will be controlling the upper chamber. Steve, back to you. And next, joining us to discuss the voting irregularities in Nevada, we have former Nevada gubernatorial candidate and attorney Joey Gilbert. Joey Gilbert, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Joey, you ran for governor in the state of Nevada. Um, it's fair to say that you have your finger on the pulse in terms of election process. Is this normal with what we're seeing with regard to the vote taking so long to see the results in your state? Well, normal if you want it to be what's been happening since 2020. I mean, look, this anyone that thinks this nonsense should be happening or is normal, really, come on, like, think about this. We've, you know, in 30 years, we've gone backwards. We've got more technology and more capability than ever before. And I moved here from Chicago, excuse me, in you know, 1988, 89. We used to have the entire vote done. Uh, polls closed, and by 9 o'clock, we, we knew everything. Fast forward 30-something years, 
and now it's going to take six, seven, eight days, six weeks till they certify it. It's the biggest bunch of nonsense I've ever seen. And as, as we know, make no mistake, the current uh, pauses in both Arizona and Nevada are to assess, assess the vote counts of Republican candidates in those states and to respond accordingly. And they need two things to make that happen, time and media cover. And that's what you're seeing. Joey, the Epoch Times is reporting that late last night, cameras watching a voting counting center in Nevada uh, that are still counting votes went dark for hours. Uh, these types of incidents are surely not helping build confidence in your election system. It's a joke. I mean, come on. These things never, we never have a problem. All of a sudden, you know, during vote counts, things are going, and why would they go dark? Let's talk about why they would go dark. Because they're bringing in votes, all right? It's just it's that simple. There's no other way to, to say it. Again, look at all these cases that we've seen across the country now. Republican candidates doing very, very well, if not winning by a lot. And then slowly but surely now they're being edged out. And again, let's take in, for instance, Florida has three times the votes of Arizona and eight times the votes as Nevada, but they count and report their numbers within two hours of, po of poll closure. And yet here we are, um, you know, two, three, four days into it. Cameras are getting shut off. Counters are, are malfunctioning. The day of the election, you know, ballot machines were malfunctioning. They were running out of paper. All the Republican, you know, areas, precincts that were heavily Republican. I mean, come on. Anybody that can't see this as an absolute by design is really, you know, lost. And again, I'll tell you something. The American people aren't stupid. They're all waking up across the country that this is a game. This is a game and it's all by design. Joey, when do you think we're actually going to know the results in Nevada? We will know the results in Nevada when the candidates that they're most fearful of, like Jim Merchant and Adam Laxalt and possibly even Joe Lombardo, are edged out by a small number. That's what you'll know. If you want to know the truth, that's what's happening. Because every day you're seeing Adam Laxalt's you know, mar margin that was huge disappear. Jim Merchant, I don't care who you were in the state, people were done with the games of our elections. They wanted change. Jim Merchant was going to win in a blowout, but slowly, they're going to make sure that they steal it from them. So we will know the results if and when they have enough votes to, to topple these guys, or like I said, simply edge them out. So it'll be another few days, maybe a week. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't pause it until next week. And then they'll say, oh, we've got all the numbers. And uh, oh, guess what? Adam Laxalt lost by a razor thin margin. You know, it's going to be that 51-48, 51-49. Same thing with Jim Marchand. Oh, it was close. You know, the red way was there. But you know what? Some for some reason, people wanted these insane, you know, Democrat policies like, you know, open borders and inflation and gas prices and all the COVID, you know, nonsense. They wanted they voted for more of that. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. So, again, we'll know the results when they have enough votes to get rid of the people that they're most fearful of. And those are the America first core value, medical freedom, medical privacy, election integrity folks that are 100 percent behind parental rights fixing our broken schools and sealing the southern border. And when those candidates are gone and no longer a threat, we'll have the results. Joey, you're also an attorney. Uh, at the end of the day, Adam Laxalt is a former attorney general uh, in the state of Nevada. Does that give you some type of confidence that he's most equipped to handle any type of shenanigans if litigation is required? Not at all. I, I have no confidence that judicial system is a captured operation. No one wants to hear these cases. No one wants to look into it. The judiciary goes on and on about how they don't want to get involved in, you know, voting. You know, they're not going to get involved in overtip when they absolutely should. If they had a spine, they'd step up and say, what's going on here is not normal. 
Okay, we have we shouldn't be going backwards in how long it takes to get election results. The, the you know the the public's you know uh, I guess belief in the integrity of our elections is at an all time low. Eighty three percent of Americans think there's something going on with our elections. It's almost as bad as the fake news media. Less than ten percent of the American public believes that the fake news and the news media in general are telling them the truth. So when we get to 83% of Americans think there's a problem with the veracity of our elections, you got a problem. So judges, step up and do the right thing. And like I said, if President Trump couldn't make a dent in the elections uh, and fix these elections, Kerry Lake, Mark Fitchum, uh, Jim Mershon, people have been fighting for two years. I have no, I have no faith, and it's not anything against Adam. Adam's fighting the entire bureaucracy and the, you know, you call it deep state. You could call it whatever you want to call it. It's the folks that don't care who wins as long as they stay in power. That's who you're fighting against. And again, the judiciary needs to step up and make a tough call and say, hey, something doesn't smell right. Let's look into it. Let's investigate it and put the evidence on in front of the public and let the American people have a, have a say in this and be the judge of what's really going on in these elections. Joey Gilbert, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely, my pleasure and to assess the state of politics and the fallout from the midterms, as well as the former president's scathing statement aimed at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, we have Florida resident and political strategist, Roger Stone. Roger Stone, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Roger, it's great to have you back. Uh, before we delve into the details, big picture, what's your post-mortem on the election and what are the results telling you thus far? Well, I must say that I'm disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. As of this moment, we're still not certain that we even have a majority in the House. It appears that we're waiting for the results of a number of races on the West Coast, which seem to be taking an extraordinarily long time to count. Uh, but it appears to me overall that the red wave turned out to be a red drizzle. Um, I really do think that there are legitimate claims of voter manipulation in Michigan, uh, in Arizona, uh, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mike Lindell really did plot this out in real time. Uh, just like 2020, you see these unexplained, enormous ballot drops in the middle of the night. Um, I really don't think we've cleaned up our election machinery. Uh, and I think that is uh, partially to explain for the results as we know them now. But as of this moment, um, it is possible to have a majority in both the House and the Senate we still don't know. So aside from the potential election fraud, which is surely still on the table, are there any policy issues, other issues, why you think that uh, Republicans came up shorter than expectations? Uh, yes, I guess I would have to say media coverage of the entire scene. I mean, our largest single problem in the country today is that all mass communications are either controlled or censored. So while the polls tell us that what the voters were concerned about were record gas prices, food shortages, uh, inflation ravaging the buying power of the dollar, uh, the shipping by our government of billions of dollars abroad uh, so we could fight over the borders of foreign countries, uh, but not spending what it takes uh, to seal our own border and end what is a crime and drug epidemic. Um, the voters tell us that's what they're interested in, but that's not what the the dominant mainstream media wants to talk about. Um, so I really think uh, that the results of this election 
reflect uh, the censorship and control of the mass media in this country because the results of the elections don't match what the voters told pollsters going into the election they were concerned about. I want to ask you about former President Trump. Uh, he just came out with a scathing statement uh, against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Is this the right move for him? Well, first of all, everything the president said is correct. I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis was an unknown congressman whose campaign for governor was mired in single digits. Uh, the entire Florida Republican establishment, all 67 Republican county chairmen, every single elected Republican in the state house and the state Senate, uh, and every member of the congressional delegation, uh, Republicans, uh, had endorsed Ron DeSantis's opponent. If it weren't for Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis would be working in a Dairy Queen right now. Uh, so uh, I think the president is rightly disappointed in the lack of loyalty and gratitude displayed uh, by Governor DeSantis. Uh, on the other hand, the U.S. Senate is up for grabs right now. I'd like to see both President Trump and Governor DeSantis, both of whom have millions of dollars at their disposal in federal political action committees, put that money into Georgia to try to seize control of the U.S. Senate, for example. So um, I agree with the president. Uh, I, I really think everybody was tipped off to this in the debate when pressed three separate times by former Governor Charlie Crist, the Democrat, uh, Governor DeSantis refused to uh, rule out a presidential bid. What about the voters of Florida? I mean, they just hired Ron DeSantis to do a job. What about them? Are they going to be left behind? So uh, while his timing may not be perfect, I agree with everything the president said. So does the former president announce his bid next Tuesday with the highly anticipated uh, press conference that he scheduled? And if so, what is DeSantis's next move? Uh, I, I, I must tell you, I don't have firsthand knowledge of the president's plans. I have not talked to him this week. I spoke to him earlier. I got the impression that there was a, an announcement coming soon. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to step on, uh, I'm not going to speculate, I guess I should say. Uh, Governor DeSantis has the luxury of waiting. Um, look, none of us knew that both the House or the Senate was going to be up for grabs at this point. We really thought these would be decided matters. So um, uh, I think the, the president should, if he is planning an announcement, he might want to reconsider the timing slightly. But here's the only important thing to me. If Donald Trump runs, he is the only challenge um, to the, the, the government media cabal that has been running this country. Roger, a lot of people have said that DeSantis may make a good VP if uh, the former president decides to run. Um, what are your thoughts on that possibility? And at this point, is there still room for that, or is the blood too bad between the two? The rules of the Electoral College uh, effectively prohibit um, two men or two people from the same state of being on the ticket. While it is not specifically prohibited, uh, if you a ticket or a party nominated two people from Florida and that ticket carried Florida under the rules of the Electoral College, uh, the Republicans would forfeit the 30 electoral votes of Florida in the balloting of the Electoral College. So I think it is unrealistic. For those who say, well, Donald Trump can just uh, shift his formal residence back to New York or New Jersey, um, why would he want to pay those confiscatory income tax rates when Florida has no income tax? So I think a, a Trump 
DeSantis ticket is essentially a legal impossibility. Really fascinating stuff. Roger Stone, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. God bless you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.